two guys who love talking about a game within a game, and coming up later in the show, roses are red, violets are blue. I've had a crap game week, how about you? We also look at the transfer market in the Big Short segment, try and find a differential in goodwill punting, and review the best captaincy picks in O Captain My Captain. In association with Fantasy Football Scout, I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL SignNet. Hello, managers, and welcome back to another episode of the FPL SignNet podcast. And we are recording this on Tuesday, the 14th of February. It is Valentine's Day. And of course, I'm joined by my FPL soulmate, Andrew, who could definitely do a better job in goals than Fraser Forster this week. Andrew, how are you on this special day? Um, I'd like to say I'm good, but I'm not really. I'm pretty pissed off, to be honest, <laughs> with um, how FPL is going at the moment. And you, you didn't get my flowers either? No, I didn't get anything. <laughs> I didn't even get flowers from my own wife. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, there's a few things we need to work through there. But anyway, let's move on, on to the football, though. That's probably just... Yeah, we'll take as- that offline. We'll take that offline. But uh, the the football probably isn't going to help cheer up our mood because, yeah, it was uh, a bit of a a shit show this week. Is is that probably the right right term to use? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been a shit show for two weeks. And it's like last week I kind of copped it on the chin and went, oh, you know, know, sometimes bad luck happens. But this week, if anything, has been even worse. I've Yeah, it's taken me a couple of days to calm down a bit, but I'm still... I'm still a bit grumpy about how everything's going, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, for the listeners out there, Andrew did wield the triple captainship this week on Harlan, which, you know, hasn't helped things with Harlan coming off at halftime. No, it hasn't helped things at all. I mean, I, I kind of um I kind of saw the last two weeks, like the last uh last game week and this game week is almost like one block. Mm-hmm. And I feel like last week I kind of sacrificed my, um, you know, the optimal side a little bit because I, my plan all along was to set up perfectly for this week. Yeah. Um, and I had some, I had a bit of bad luck last week. I had, you know, double Manchester United defense for those two home games against Crystal Palace and, and Leeds. And I was obviously expecting at least one clean sheet. Um, and I didn't get any clean sheets because Casemiro got randomly sent off um, yeah. and then Crystal Palace scored. And then obviously, you know, Leeds came out of the blocks fast and, and you know, they deservedly scored a couple of goals. Um, so that was a bit annoying. Uh, I think like one clean sheet with my double United defense would have given me a pretty decent green arrow, but I didn't get it. And then I guess the one player I didn't have last week that was highly owned and could hurt me was Bruno and he got like his first penalty since 2021. So like that annoyed me as well. And, um, and then this week, like my team is so well set up that I have to bench Luke Shaw. And then they, this week, this is the week that they get the bloody clean sheet <laughs> away from home. And you know, Luke Shaw gets the, you know, the attacking return as well. So I just, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit hard done by then. And, and then at that point, you know, um, the Harland thing happens and yeah. you know, it's, it's like a huge swing as well because, you know, pretty much the only player there, there's only a couple of players this week that can really hurt me in terms of rank because, you know, I was pretty well set up. I don't have Saka. He got an attacking return and I don't have Mares, and he, you know, he took that penalty off Harland. So it's a massive swing. Like, you know, yeah. if, if Harland takes that penalty, it's like 12 points for me. Um, because I've got him triple captained and plus whatever bonus he gets from it. And then, you know, he doesn't take it. So I get negative points against me from Mares getting getting the goal. So, you know, all of that kind of added up to be, you know, to really like kind of piss me off. But, um, you know, it's been a couple of days, so I have calmed down a little bit. Um, I guess all I can do now is hope that things go better in the second uh, in the second game of the double game week on Thursday. Yeah, well, I mean, you're probably hoping for a bit of a shootout there. 
in the game. If if Harlan actually plays, yeah, you're probably hoping for a shootout, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I I think what I'd like to see. I don't think it's uh, you know, I don't think it's too much to ask. Is nil all up until about sixty two minutes, and then White comes off. <laughs> yes, lock, <laughs> lock in the clean sheet for me. <laughs> Um, and then the, that, that's when the shootout starts, you know, a couple of, <laughs> couple of goals from Haaland, you know, a couple from Nketiah and I'll, I'll be happy. Well, at least you've, you finally, you know, the last few weeks you've been backing in Almiron saying, I'm, I'm keeping him for this fixture. I'm keeping him for that fixture. And last week you were talking about the Bournemouth fixture that you possibly couldn't get rid of him before that. So at least you were justified in that decision. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, he was cons- like the only player I could have possibly benched for sure. Like if yeah. you look through my team, I was like, you know, some people might have said, you know, Almiron's the weakest one there and you should bench him for sure. Um, you know, I just ended up deciding to go with the attacker. But yeah. either way, like they're my two top scoring players. So I was going to miss out on a haul one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think um, I got lucky to a certain extent. Like I, I think it's the above average FPL boys that kind of pointed out that um, Almiron is a lot better without Callum Wilson. Yeah. Um, and Callum Wilson, you know, has this, he, he picked up this phantom hamstring injury or, or whatever it is. Callum then, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what he does. That's our boy. That's our boy, Callum. <laughs> um, yeah. So he doesn't play. And then, you know, I don't think it's, it's probably not a coincidence that Almiron scores in that game without Callum Wilson. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think he might be an interesting player this week as well. Like, I'm tempted to play him against Liverpool as well, as bad as Liverpool's defence has been for a while. And the fact that Callum Wilson's probably not going to be back. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it presenting me with another benching headache, I guess, this week. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is going to be another one of those game weeks. But, um, you know, I, I'd be fairly confident looking at your side because you got Ake, De Bruyne, and Haaland. I'd be very confident that Ake will start the next game, don't you think? Considering you yeah, came so. on for a late cameo. Yeah, I think he will start this one um, yeah. for sure. But like, I yeah, like I think the most likely outcome is that both teams score. Um, so it you know it might not really matter anyway. But we'll see what happens. I suppose it could be it could be a nil all, and I'll get the two clean sheets from White and and Ake. I mean, yeah. that's something that that could possibly happen as well. Who knows? Yeah. Anything could happen in this game. Let's hope so. Now, was Ake your only transfer for the game week? Yeah, he was. I brought yeah. in. I, I I got rid of Stones, who was injured, and I brought that's in right. Ake. So that's that was my only transfer that I made. So yeah, um, yeah, pretty boring one, but you know, it seemed to. Yeah, I, I just thought you know having three city um city players for this double was probably not the worst idea. So I just brought him in. Yeah, and I mean, I must admit, if I had like another free transfer, I definitely would have moved Cancelo for probably. Um, Nathan Ake as well. So, but yeah, Pep gonna Pep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't too worried about the Ake benching. Like that was something that could that I knew was a definite possibility. So when that happened, it wasn't yeah, like it wasn't a huge shock. I you know I brought him in thinking he'll probably he'll start at least one, and mm. if he does get benched in the other, hopefully at least comes on for one point, which is what's happened. So not too yep. stressed about that. It's you know he wouldn't have got a clean sheet anyway, even if he did. Yeah. Um, start so it's really only one point difference from the other defenders. Mm, well, yeah, you're sitting on 45 points. We still got that that massive colossal game between Arsenal and Man City to to finish off the this double game week um, ahead of um, the next week, which is just a normal game week. So yeah, still hopefully hopefully that red turns into a green for you. Yeah, it's only a small red at the moment, um, yeah. and if things go. You know, if Haaland plays, um, mm-hmm. you know, even if he just gets appearance points, you know, that's, you know, for as a triple captain, that's six points. Um, that'd be that'd be good, and then yeah, hopefully I get a bit more luck with um with who gets the returns uh, yeah. for this game. Yeah, but well, um, yeah, your your team, I think you're on almost the same score as me, or yeah, so the same yeah, score as me, very similar. So yeah, forty four points. Um, I'm sitting on a red too, so. Um, I think I was saying before I dropped down at yeah seventeen k at the moment, so I'm sitting at sixty six thousand. But um, yeah, a li- little bit of of hurt there. With I, I think it was mostly the De Bruyne v Mares swing. That's probably what what's hurt me the most. And like you mentioned, not having Sucker, I sort of needed him to to be a bit quiet. But unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't to be. But yeah, 40, 44 points. Yeah, unfortunately, Kepper couldn't keep the clean sheet and. Yeah, Ben White. Oh, I'm finding him really frustrating. I just can't seem to get any Ben White points this season. So, 
Yeah. I just I bench him when he, you know, keeps, you know, gets seven, eight points. And then when I start him, he's, you know, subbed off before 60 minutes and and they concede so many goals. I, I just can't seem to to get an arsenal clean sheet. But um yeah. I was I was probably saved by yeah playing Luke Shaw. So I mean, I only yep. had the the one free transfer, which was my my Bruno to KDB, hokey cokey to to um, finish that up. But I, I was I was optimistic with Shaw, um, especially after watching him against Leeds the other day. Like he was, you know, he could have he he was very close to getting an assist against Leeds um, last week during the other double yeah. game week. Yeah, um, and you even and you even said it on the pod last week. You know, I think I even said to you. Um, you know, what are you expecting from him? Like, I didn't expect a clean sheet. I mean, Leeds got two XG in this game. It was yeah. a miracle that they that they didn't score. It was just their own ineptitude that yeah, um, they blew all those big chances. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect Man United to keep a clean sheet. And I, you know, I guess I thought we are relying on attacking returns, and then Luke Shaw started as in center bank in center back as well. So, yeah. um, that. You know, made it even less likely that he was going to get a, get an attacking return. But he he moved um he moved to left wing back um I think for the just for the last half hour of the game, and that's when he got his assist. So yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play, like you um yeah. You, I mean, you called it. You you were optimistic about it, and he's come through. So you can't you can't say it's lucky when you called it. Well, it, it also comes from um I, I can't remember. I don't think it was last season. I think it was the season before because I remember Ollie was a manager at the time. And I benched Luke Shaw for a Manchester derby at, and it was at the Etihad Stadium. And Luke Shaw, like United kept a clean sheet and he scored as well. And I think he got like 15 points or something. <laughs> and I just remember benching him you for that game. You can't pick those though, can you? That's oh, crazy. And I, I've always thought, oh, I just, I can't bench him because he's just so capable of doing that. So, um, yeah. and it, he's one of those weird players that when he plays center back, it's almost better. Because he just yep. seems to like he just racks up the BPS points like with all the passing and and he and just being involved so much more in the play it's it's really bizarre but um, yeah. yeah he's I mean he's just he's first choice for Ten Hag whether it's playing centre back or or um out on the wing but yeah very um I was very relieved with that because it's probably the only thing that's kept me from like plummeting back down. Um, yeah. back down the ranks there. So yeah, unfortunately, well, I, I think didn't... He, he's someone that saved a lot of people's game weeks. Isn't it? I yeah. don't think you're alone there. Like, you, you know, there, there's not that many people that have come through this week. And I've heard a lot of people say that, oh, you know, where would I be without Luke Shaw? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate there. And yeah, missing out on the, the Matoma v March debate for this week. So it was uh, March's turn to, to get the points. And um, yeah, that's about it really. I mean, I only had Harlan captain. So um, and I only have five players for the Arsenal Man City game, and that's dependent on Haaland actually um, walking out on the pitch. So let's wait and see what happens. But yeah, forty-four points at the moment. But yeah, anyway, on to the game week. And I mean, we've been hinting at it. It was an absolute game week of of pain. And yeah, who saw Mares on penalties? Like, what the hell? Like, of all the weeks for Haaland to not take that penalty, and he must have had an injury, I reckon, before then. Well, I think he, I think he did pick up that knock or whatever that caused him to be subbed at halftime before that penalty because that penalty was in injury time or in, you know, yeah. in out of time the first half. Yeah, because I think Ma- was... Mares really wanted it though. Apparently, apparently, Rodri yeah. really wanted to take the pen because I yeah, think he, he I, I scored think the Rodri, first one. Yeah, Rodri had the ball underneath his yep. arm when I, obviously when Harlan just said straight up, "I'm not taking it." He sort of just left it all, and yeah, Rodri had the ball. And he was not giving it to, to Mares. Mares really wanted it, and he was like, "Nah." And you just saw um, Ulkai Gundawan just come up to him and just take the ball off him, give it to Mares, and just say, "Look, just come over here." <laughs> so, yeah. oh, I, I couldn't. I mean, I actually saw that unfold live because I could not sleep, and um, I saw that. You know, I saw the the pen. I was like, "Oh, this is great. We're going to get some Harlan points here." And I I, just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing of all the weeks. So I yeah. felt sick for you, knowing that you had the triple captainship on Ireland. Yeah. Oh, I didn't find out till the next day. I wasn't up for that game. But um, yeah, so Harland actually kind of said, no, I'm not taking this pen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could tell something wasn't like right with him because he wasn't really involved in the debate. He's, he's sort of there at the start and then sort of made his way. Yeah, right. Fair yeah. enough. Oh, well, look, obviously he was feeling his, you know, this injury. So hopefully yeah. he's able to start. You'd think that, 
Um, they do absolutely everything they can uh, to get him ready for Arsenal, but I guess we'll see. Well, I think Pep sort of mentioned that um, because of the scoreline and they decided to take him off at that time. So I'm half optimistic he'll feature in the Arsenal game. Like it's such a big game and um, surely they'll they'll want him out there for that one. So, yeah, it might have been more of a precaution rather than a reaction. So, yeah, I, I think I saw a quote in the last 24 hours, though, that made me a bit more worried. I think Pep said something like, oh, you know, he got he took a pretty big kick and, you know, we'll see or something. Like, it was very non-committal. Yeah. Um, but I suppose he wouldn't really want to give too much away to Arteta anyway. Um, yeah, so he he's not going to really tell us whether or not he's He's fine, not going to come so... out and say he's fine. So, mm. um, yeah, I guess we'll just we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, the, the Pep rule a bit hard this week, so... You know, we talked last week, or we've been talking the last few weeks heading into this double, you know, which City defender's the best. And, you know, we sort of thought, you know, RK and Akanji were sitting top of the list and mm. Rico Lewis has been getting a lot of attraction and then Pep just benches them all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I mean, the debate the debate all week was, is RK or Akanji like the, the most reliable starter and then like neither of them start. So, yeah, you know, like, like so often... Um, there's absolutely no point trying to predict Pep. So, like, you know, so why why do we even try? Yeah, um, you just gotta you just gotta you know grab a ticket for the raffle and and hope you um your your number comes up. That's that's really all you can do. Yeah, that's right. I, I'd heard stories of a few managers sort of taking hits to remove someone like Luke Shaw for like Nathan Arke. Yeah. So it's not just the twelve points; it's the four points on top of that for the hit. Oh God. <laughs> that is that is brutal. That is that is that's FPR. <laughs> yeah, it gives yeah. and it takes. It tends to it take does. more than it gives. <laughs> it it does. It does. It's um yeah, like that um, like that's that that Shannon Noll song. You just take more than you give. That's <laughs> FPL for you. <laughs> oh my god, we got a Shannon Noll reference. We're only about twenty minutes <laughs> into the show. Oh, but yeah. um, you got to have one. You got to sprinkle one in now and then, once a season at least. Just, just to keep everything honest. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah, a KDB blankathon, which is yeah, extremely annoying when we're weighing up that Mara's v KDB thing. And I wonder if we'd seen more of a push towards Mara's had he like not hit the post the game week before, and and not get hauled off before sixty minutes. Yeah, I don't think hitting the post is what um, is what uh, put people off. The fifty eighth mm. minute sub definitely put people off because. Um, you know, there was talk that Pep wasn't happy with how he was playing at halftime and ripped yeah. into him a bit. And then he got taken off before 60. So that was enough to make some people a bit reticent about um, bringing him in, you know, thinking that he was maybe only 50-50 to start this game. So yeah, um, that definitely would have turned turned a few people off, yeah. um, which is good for us non-owners, I suppose. That's one thing that we can take, one positive we can take. it. He didn't hurt us as much as he might have. Yeah, well, I mean, fair play to all the managers out there that that went for Mares because yeah, I mean, jumping on the Mares train is always a gamble, and you yep. you know what you're in for. It can often end in tears, but yeah, for those that that took the gamble and it paid off, so so well done for for backing yourselves there. And I must admit, I was extremely relieved right at the end when it, just before he came off and he just skied that ball over the post. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and then he and then he sent out a tweet that said, "Has it landed yet?" So at least he had a, <laughs> at least he had a good um, sense of humor about it. But I, I think I I think we talked about it about five or six weeks ago, and you said to me, "Oh, like what will it take for you to consider Mares again?" And he was on my band list; like he was <laughs> fully on my band list. And I said he's going to have to score like five five weeks in a row for me to even consider <laughs> it, and he's he's getting there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nearly. He's nearly ticked all the boxes, so yeah. Anyway, I mean, maybe att- I, maybe we're gonna have to take him off the ban list. Attacking returns per start, like there's not many better than him. It's just the history books tell us that he's just not reliable for starts. But who knows? Maybe at the moment, it's, it's probably more of a case that he is with just you know Foden and you know yeah. Grealish and and yep. sort of a, a bit of a, a freeze up for the. Harlan's goals at the moment. A lot of it's going through Mara's at the moment. He seems to be continuing just to tick along. And other than a mm. Rodri long range effort, a lot of the time, it's yeah, he seems to be quite consistent. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about Mara's in terms of the 
the future, like the short term future from now, is that he um he's always been a Champions League favorite. Yeah. So if he's going to be playing every Champions League game, like surely he can't be playing every league game as well moving forward. Like I think maybe we've you know he's obviously in red hot form, but maybe have we have we now missed that window of getting him in and getting his points because he's his starts aren't going to be able to be as reliable once Champions League starts. Yeah, this is when Pep Roulette spins into overdrive yeah. <laughs> and the wheel like, literally, comes literally off the bracket. 30 seconds ago, I said you can't predict Pep Roulette, so why try? And then I'm immediately trying to predict Pep Roulette. So. <laughs> when will we learn? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't learned yet. Oh, but yeah, a bad um, game week, but um, a worse game week if your name happened to be Nathan Jones and you were... Um, just sacked from Southampton after only eight league games. Yeah. Oh man, the walking man. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Remember, um, what was that? What was that movie with Joaquin Phoenix where he pretended to be a, um, oh, a serious? I'm, I'm not here. Yeah, I wonder if it's a bit of a I'm not here thing. He's pretending. He was pretending to be like a real manager. Um. <laughs> You know, and then, and then, like, they secretly filmed this doco about it. He's, he's going to release this Oscar-winning documentary later this year. Just the jokes on us. He was never, he was never, a, he was never a proper manager. Actually, but, um, I, I was going to say, I think it was um, Barney Rone on the the Guardian Football Podcast. He was he was talking about Nathan Jones and and commenting that you know every time he sat down to do press conferences and the microphones were on it was almost like he thought he was part of a documentary like a netflix documentary rather than just doing a standard press conference just with the the stuff that he would spit out and and everything yeah. always had to be about him and and i think someone else uh, i think it must've been Barry Glendenning he pointed out a while ago and it's something that i've noticed a lot is that with whenever Southampton, well, which was very often we're losing, it was always he always referred to the team as they whenever they yep. lost. And those yep. two was it the one or two um, League Cup wins that they had, he referred to them as we and me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like he was very quick to say, oh, you know, I, I, a lot of people doubted me, and and this is how we're going to play. And but yeah, whenever they were losing, it was always they and them. So yeah, that's that's yeah, never right. a good sign. Harry Redknapp used no. to do that all the time too. Yeah, this Nathan Jones boy, he sounds like a horrible person to be honest. He's a bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're better off without him. I guess now, I mean, just in the last sort of half hour or so, the news has come out that um, Jesse Marsh is going to take the job. USA, USA, USA. Yes. <laughs> Yank Lampard, he's back in. Yes. Uh, we missed we missed our friend. We did, we did. It's been a long two weeks or however long it is. it's been since he had a job. That is a massive U-turn uh, from the club to go from Nathan Jones to Jesse Marsh, someone who's alienated players to someone who's, you know, probably want to, you know, add them all straight away on his LinkedIn account and <laughs> start, yep. start playing yep. like um, uh, games in the change room and, and trust exercises. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to have to start calling Jesse Marsh the, um, the nanny. I mean, he had style, he had flair, he was there. So <laughs> they yeah, hired like, him. Oh, they just looked at the, uh, the you know, who's who's available? Who, who uh, yeah, Jesse's just packing his suitcase, heading off to the airport. Oh, come back. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Turn around, oh. my friend. Yeah, so yeah, it sounds like the Athletic are reporting that he will be in charge for the game against Chelsea this weekend. So a, a bit of um, added bonus there for for that fixture. So yeah, looking uh, forward to that new manager bounce. I'm already worried about that, but uh, we should be worried about VAR because that was an absolute. If, if our FPL teams were shambles this weekend, then VAR was even worse because. Men and machine, uh, we need the machines to start taking over. I'm all for Skynet. Sure, we might get a global apocalypse, but if the machines can judge an offside goal and a handball, yep. then so be it. Yeah. I'll, yep. I'll cop it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's out of control. Like one of these decisions, um, if one of these decisions had happened this week, it would have been outrageous, let alone three. three. I, I just don't even know what to say. All um, on the I same mean, day too. <laughs> yeah, on this... I mean, the Suchek one in particular, you must have been absolutely fuming about that. 
Andrew, you should have seen me jumping around the lounge, trying to be quiet so I didn't wake up the girls in my house. But I yeah. was I was absolutely fuming because I still have no idea how that wasn't paid as a handball when Suchek dives down with his hand to stop the ball. Yeah. Did you throw the remote through the gyp rock? Like, did you literally just... No, but I was literally... I jumped off the couch and I had my hands up on my head and I was sort of like whispering, muttering, like swearing my head off, like, you know, what the... <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah, brutal, <laughs> brutal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, there was a... You know, while that was bad, the implications for the um, the Arsenal-Brentford goal where, where, you know, the, Tony got that goal, but they just forgot to draw lines on Christian Norgard after yep. the second passage of play, like... That's got huge implications in the title race. Like uh, uh, Arsenal's still a leading. They don't have a big lead at the moment, but they're still leading. And, you know, what if, you know, they get picked by a point or by two by Man City and they lose out on goal difference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and same with Brighton, really. I mean, what if they yeah. miss out on a European place That's right. by one point or, you know, um, even Champions League, you, you know, if Newcastle keep drawing um and brighton keep winning then maybe even fourth isn't out of the question so yeah yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see at the end of the year what the implications are if everyone still remembers it after game week 38 and mm. uh, and goes back to it as like a turning point in the season yeah we, we will have to see but yeah stupid and owners must have been absolutely furious because they denied a, a guy i mean he's still got seven points for the game week yeah. because he's he still got an assist but Geez, what what could have been? That could have been an absolute monster score because I mean, had they kept the clean sheet as well, oof. yeah. He was, uh, I think he was my um, uh, goodwill punting for a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Still he was through with the goods, as Still mentioned here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I get them right so rarely that you know when it does happen, I've got to mention it. Previously but, um, on FPL signed it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he, he's going to be in a lot of teams for that double game week uh, that Brighton have got coming up. That's for sure. Yeah, because he's like just it. he's looking he's looking very he's looking better and better every week. Yeah, his ownership's just going to get get through the roof once we hit that um that double game week in twenty seven. But um, a, a few things that I noticed that I'm sure you'd love to talk about from this game week was the Leicester like. They look like a whole lot of fun at the moment. They are so they're back, baby. They're so they're back? good. Yeah, I think they are. Like I literally think they are. And I Rogers don't, got his mojo back. I don't think it's Rogers. I think it's a it's a gentleman by the name of Harry Sutar who's um. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. The Suter bounce. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Suter bounce. I mean, Maddo comes back in, and they're just a different team. And um, yeah. and like Nacho, how good's Nacho going? Ah, oh, this. I still can't work out why he just barely plays the last two seasons after what he did in that yeah. in that season when Vardy was injured and he's just scoring every game week where he was fantasy gold. And then he's just back on the bench for like Ducker who just hasn't kicked on and yeah. it's so strange. It makes no sense whatsoever. And like even as well as he's playing now, he keeps on getting hooked. Like he's not getting nine yeah. minutes. Yeah, but so. he scores every start. I think he started three games and scored in all three. So yeah, yeah, he, and he looks like he—he he just looks so dangerous. He looks like he did two years ago when he was scoring every game. So yeah, um, he's you know I think if if this keeps up, um, he's definitely going to be in a lot of wild card teams when everyone plays those. Yeah, and yeah, it's not just him. Yeah, like you mentioned, Madison. He like yeah, it's. No doubt that his return has absolutely sparked this side, and and even Harvey Barnes, like he's actually starting to be fairly consistent. And, you know, wrong. You know, it was very tight the offside call for his goal, but he still managed to score one anyway. But he yeah. could absolutely hold this game week too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and he's been getting assists as well, Harvey Barnes, in previous weeks. So mm. um, yeah, I think the team just seems to be gelling. Like it just everything's better. Everything works better when Maddo's there. Yeah, I mean, our sides are going to be dominated and our transfers fixated on the doubles. Like, this is just the way the yep. game works, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, Leicester are extremely exciting and we probably want to get in on those points at the moment. But the fixtures ahead, like, on paper, they don't look fantastic. So they've got Man United next, then Arsenal at home, Southampton. Was the, yeah, that one's a, a great game to play. And then Chelsea. So, yeah, I mean, not the, the best run, but something maybe to keep an eye on 
It doesn't matter. Maddo's fixture proof. He always has been. Um, like yeah. Madison, he scored against Tottenham, you know, last mm. week as well. Um, yeah, it just doesn't seem to matter who. Um, because I mean, Leicester, Leicester will always score uh, a goal or two in every game. You know, they might lose four two, but you know, it's when it comes to the attacking assets, it's the two that you care about. So yeah, um, yeah, like I think, I think, yeah, Madison is a good pick. He's just. It's just impossible to get to him at the moment because you you look at all the transfers you need to focus on for double game weeks and whatnot. And it's just not realistic to get him in in the next couple of weeks. But I think it's going to be like Matoma. Like people weren't getting him in, including me, um, because the blank was coming up or whatever. And, and it's the same with with Madison. Like no one's bringing him in because you know it doesn't make sense to bring him in. But he's just going to keep on scoring points. We're just going to keep on missing it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What about do you do? It- I was going to say another double game week announcement. It feels like every few days we're getting double game week announcements. So this time it's for um, double game week 27. And on, on paper, it's not a great one, but really good for Brentford and Brighton. So Brentford will be playing Everton and Southampton. Both both those fixtures will be away from their ground. And Brighton yep. will be playing Leeds and Crystal Palace at yep. home. Um on paper, those fixtures look great. And those, you know, two sides absolutely flying. Like Brentford haven't lost a game, I think, since what, November? October, yeah, maybe even. <laughs> I think it's 10, 10 without a loss, like 10 yeah. Yeah, undefeated now. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Brighton double looks the best. And yeah. they're the ones that have got like the best attack, like the best FPL assets anyway. And then Brentford's not too far behind, but um, those games are away from home and they do. Um, tend to play a lot better at home. Uh, still, I think it's a good double, and we all want a piece of them for sure. Yeah, it's just a shame there's that blank in um in twenty five because I reckon we'd start loading up now on these assets yeah. with their fixtures and their form. I think I think I'm just going to deal with it with hits probably. Like, I, yeah, you know, I'm not going to bring them in. I'm not going to bring them in for you know before twenty five, obviously. But I think from memory they've got a really good fixture in twenty six as well. Um, I'll just quickly bring it up, um, see what that fixture is. Sorry, this is... Um, yeah, okay. So they've got Fulham at home in 26, and then they've got the double in 27. So if you're going to bring um, Brentford players in for the double, like why not bring them in a week early and get early. those points? I mean, which is which is the theory that I had for Arsenal players in game week Um in the last game week against Everton, it didn't work out. But yeah, uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to work out for Brentford. Yeah, yeah, that Brentford Fulton game at home. Yeah, it looks looks like a great Ivan Tony game. <laughs> oh, it does. Although, I mean, I've I've currently got Haaland and Kane and Nketia and game week twenty six, Arsenal are playing Bournemouth at home. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll be getting rid of Nketia with Bournemouth at home. No, no, definitely not. The only mm. way that that would be happening is if Jesus was coming back. Um, but yeah, I don't think he will be by then. So yeah, we might just, uh, yeah, we might have to wait for 27 for Tony. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a... But yeah, and Kedia to Tony um, in 27 might be a very popular transfer for a lot of people, mm. um, especially if, if Jesus is coming closer and closer to a comeback. Yeah, I think I think it might be, but yeah, just something for us and another thing for us to, to consider while making our transfers in the future. But anyway, what we'll do now is we'll take a break and on the other side we will preview the upcoming upcoming game week twenty-four, look at the big short segment and pick out some differentials in goodwill punting. Okay, welcome back, managers, and let's look ahead to game week 24. We still have that massive Arsenal-Man City game to come up on Thursday morning here for us in the land of Oz, but it's all about game week 24, and it's the standard deadline uh, for FPL managers out there. So that's you know midday UK for you guys, and it's about 10 p.m. for us here on the Eastern Seaboard. And kicking things off, Aston Villa-Arsenal. This one could be interesting, don't you think, Andrew? Yeah, this is very interesting, this game. Um, Aston Villa uh, are obviously a lot better at home. Mm. Um, Arsenal have just sort of... I think last week we said that it'd be interesting to see how they go against Brentford because, you know, was the Everton game just like, you know, a one-off? It was, you know, a bad time to meet Everton. 
Um, or, you know, is it the start of, you know, Arsenal's performance level dipping a little bit? And then, yeah, there was a bit of a disappointing uh, performance against, um, yeah, against uh, um, Brentford. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that follows on, I guess, in the Man City game and then also in this game. Yeah, and it's a tight turnaround too after that Man City game. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the managers won't be too happy about that. But, yeah, Unai Emery, he'll be looking to get one over Arsenal, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I, I didn't even there. think of that. <laughs> yeah, was it was it a bitter departure? Uh, I mean, I think whenever you're sacked, it's never nice, is it? So <laughs> no, I suppose not. I suppose not. <laughs> Probably one way, <laughs> one way traffic there. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see uh, how spicy that one ends up being. Mm, I mean, it, it's still. I think it's still a hold for our triple. I mean, if we've all tripled up on Arsenal for this double game week and the double game week in twenty five, it's it's still a decent fixture to keep hold too because we've seen seen Villa sort of ship out quite a lot of goals recently too, and they they sort of had a, had the wobbles a little bit of late. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my Arsenal assets aren't going anywhere um, mm. between now and the next double game week, obviously. So I guess we all just we hold them and roll them out and see how they go. Yeah, let's hope. So then after that, we've got Brentford Crystal Palace. So, I mean, the bees are flying in Crystal Palace. And they, they seem to be flatlining at the moment. Not, nothing too much really going Crystal Palace's way. No, not at all. Like that, when I look at that game, I, I think um, two I things. Think... Like I'll be shocked if Ivan Tony doesn't score. Yeah. Um, and it's a, also a very good fixture for Brentford's um, defenders who are quite, you know, attacking as well, like mm. um, players like Rico Henry and and those kind of players. Yeah, um, I can see, I can see a big defender haul for one of the Brentford defenders in that in that game because Crystal Palace away from home and with no Zaha, like they really do find it difficult to create chances. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Ben Mee's going to have an absolute field day. <laughs> oh, dude yeah. seems to be a magnet in the box. KD me. Absolute star. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I'm not trademarked that. I just came up with that one. Trademark. Another one here live on the show. So we can add that to the Dr. Dribble trademark that we've got a patent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, then yeah, talking about Dr. Dribble, he um him and his Brighton side will be playing Fulham. So oh my god, this is this is tasty. Yeah. Um, I mean Fulham are good now though, like Fulham's defense. Yeah. Is very very solid. So, um, you know, like I don't think Brighton are going to blow them away. Uh, but yeah, again, you know, there seems to be a few good attacking assets for Brighton. Obviously, is it going to be a Matoma game? Is it going to be a Solly March game? Um, it might know, be. Is Ferguson going to get another start? It might be an Alexi McAllister game because he looked fantastic playing as the number ten the other day. He did. Apparently, he had like yeah, like four shots on target. Than, he had like more than one xg. Yeah. Um, so he's very unfortunate. And um, yeah, he seems to be, yeah. He, was he playing in a slightly more attacking role? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely playing up, further up. Definitely something to, to monitor. Mm, yeah, that's that's a, that's a great one there. So yeah, I mean, it depends which uh, Brighton asset goes big this weekend, or maybe they all will. Who knows? <laughs> but Yeah, that's it. Another goal for Estupinian. Maybe they'll draw the lines in the right place this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, Chelsea, Southampton. So we saw the other day against West Ham, Chelsea, that first 20 minutes looked looked really good. Um, they put the ball in at about three times, um, two of them being ruled out for very tight offsides. But, yeah, Zhao Felix just looks like – he looks different gravy. Yeah. Oh, he looks so good. Um, I don't know. One thing I've noticed about Chelsea in the last couple of weeks is they, they do seem to be coming out of the blocks really well, but then just not – being able to keep it yeah. up for 90 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that's something that improves, you know, as the new players all gel together and they kind of start to understand each other a bit better and understand the system a bit better. But um, it seems like they always come out of the blocks, they get that 1-0 lead, and then it's just they struggle to hold on to it. Yeah, uh, I know there was a fair bit of angst towards uh, Mikhailo Mudrik because he yeah didn't really have much impact on the on the game, but yeah, it was highlighted that he wasn't really given the ball, especially from Cucurella down that left side. Every time Cucurella drove down with the ball, instead of putting it towards Mudrik, he'd just like pass it backwards or infield. Yeah. Like every single time, it was so infuriating to watch. You just 
you just wanted him just to put the ball into space and let him run. Yeah, and Potter has addressed it a little bit in his comments about how Kukurea's like a bit out of form and he yeah. obviously is lacking confidence. So, you know, he instead of trying to make that um that pass to unlock something, he's just sort of stopping and then passing it back and yeah. trying to uh, trying to yeah, he's not willing to take that responsibility on himself of creating something at the moment. So, um yeah, but I mean Ben Chilwell I think mm. it's going to be very different when he gets up to speed. He's a much more attack-minded um, and direct player than yeah. um, Fukurea is. Yeah, we we might get some idea about the Chelsea lineup with what they do against um, Dortmund um, this week. That that fixture is away in Dortmund on Thursday morning, so that might give us a bit of insight to what um, lineup will we'll see in the Southampton game, but we know for a fact that Benoit Batishil won't be playing on Thursday morning because he's not in the Champions League squad. So um, yep. a, a great option for managers if they're looking to get involved in that Chelsea defence and they don't have, have Kepa. Yeah, for sure. Um, or even if you do have Kepa, you know, like I don't think until, until the Chelsea attack kind of fires up a bit more, then I don't think double defence is, um, is the worst idea. Yeah. Yeah, especially with some of these fixtures. But yeah, Jesse Marsh, hopefully back in the dugout and and in Southampton colours. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I mean, <laughs> I, I've felt really sorry for um uh, for Jesse when he got um when he got the sack. So I'm glad that he's going to be still in the Premier League, uh, <laughs> at least you know for another half season. I don't think he'll be much longer than that. Yeah, well, I mean, from a Chelsea perspective, I. You know, I'm, I'm hoping there's not too much of a of a bounce there, and and also hoping that um Jan Bednarek puts the ball on his own net again. That would help quite a bit there. But um, I think and- we've talked about Bedner- Bednarek's um penchant for own goals before. He's one of he's one of the, he has um, form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and um I can't remember who the other one who the other one was from Southampton. There's a couple from Southampton that absolutely love an own goal. I don't, I don't know how he did that one. Like it almost looked like it was on purpose. Yeah, uh, just, it looked like Bambi on ice and just putting the ball in the net. He just couldn't work out what to do with his legs. But yeah, uh, I reckon he, he might have been taking one for the team to get rid of um, Nathan Jones. He, he might have thought, yeah, one step back, two steps forwards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, Everton hosts Leeds here, so yeah, massive six pointer. But um, yeah, Leeds. Still no manager. Everton, you know, they'll probably be targeting this game to to get a win at Goodison Park and and um, hopefully Sean Dyche can, you know, sort of get the team energised with that Goodison Park um, home support there. Yeah, for sure. See, that's the thing about Leeds. Like, uh, this is one of the reasons why I think it was really harsh of them to sack Jesse Marsh. Like, it's it's not his fault that the players aren't finishing the chances. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like it's the exact same story without him as it was with him. Like they're winning the XG battle every single game, almost without fail. Um, yeah. They're just not finishing the chances. I'm not sure if the manager is the one that's responsible for that, you know, but anyway, um, hopefully they, hopefully it is just kind of bad luck and it will turn around and leads start to pick up some of the points that they, that their like general play kind of deserves. We'll see. Yeah, and, and let's see how Everton can bounce it back after losing that Merseyside derby this morning. So, um, Forest Man City, ooh, on paper, that this looks like a very tough task for Forest, especially with the the amount of injuries they've got at the moment, especially in defence. Yeah, exactly right. Like usually, uh, we talk about how good Forest are at home, mm. and we also talk about how much. Um, better Harland is at home than he is away. Yeah, but um, with with um, Nottingham Forest literally losing both of their first choice centre backs within seconds of each other, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to be able to keep out the the city uh, juggernaut. It could be, yeah, it could be. It could get ugly. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully they put up a bit of a fight. But I can see that one getting a little bit ugly without their two central defenders. Yeah, that's it's gonna be tough. And and also we, we might end up having a captaincy decision on our hands if you know if, if we don't see Harland in that Arsenal game and they're I think they're away to at, at Leipzig um in the Champions League sort of the, the following week. So yeah, yeah, we might end up having to actually make a decision whether we, we keep the armband on Harland or, or choose to go somewhere else with the risk of his minutes being cut. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot will depend on how yeah what happens a with this injury, but b with this the game Arsenal against game. Arsenal. Like yeah. if they if they beat Arsenal and you know yeah, it's get on. within <laughs> yeah like get within a couple of points of them or a point or whatever, then the the last thing they're going to want to do is risk giving that ground back um, yeah. by playing a weakened team. You know, because as we said, like Nottingham Forest are pretty hard to beat at home. Mm. Um, so yeah, it might be that Pep is kind of tempted to to keep pushing, um, keep putting that pressure on Arsenal. Um, and again, like uh, do, I, I think Arsenal are playing the first game of that game week. So depending yeah. on how that game goes as well, like if Arsenal drop points against Villa, then Man City might even have the opportunity to go ahead of them. Um, and mm. so under that circumstance, surely Pep's going to want to play a very strong team. But we don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables that are going to happen between now and then. Yeah, there there is. And um, yeah, Wolves, Bournemouth, yeah, another relegation six pointer. So a lot of these teams at the bottom facing each other, which could have massive implications. So some teams are going to yep. really start to, to get left behind. And yes, yeah, I mean, sadly, it's looking like Bournemouth's going to be one of those sides, and and Wolves sort of. Picking up some form under Lopetegui. Yeah, Wolves are looking really good. It's just yeah. they look solid. They do. Yeah. It it's hard to see like even if Bournemouth improve a lot and you know, like they played pretty well last week, it's just hard to see who are the teams above them that are gonna slip up. Yeah. Like, who, who are they gonna if drag they, down? Yeah, if they if they climb out, like who for? Like all of the teams. Um, uh, you know that aren't in the relegation zone at the moment. You, you know, you'd think that they're all teams that are, that shouldn't slip down. Um, yeah. So, be interesting to see what happens. Mm, yeah, definitely. But I mean, as far as these two sides, I mean, I know Wolves. Wolves assets are sort of on the table at the moment with that double coming up in in twenty five. But yeah, Bournemouth. I don't think anyone's looking to to invest at the moment. But yeah, Newcastle, Liverpool. No, a, a classic from the archives. This fixture with you know goals galore, but yeah, well, can Newcastle get back to to winning ways? So they sort of come to a bit of a halt at the moment, and a lot of draws. They just don't seem to yep. be getting a lot of wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a decision to make on um, on who to bench and who to play. Like I, I really want to play Almiron home to Liverpool. Um, I know that Liverpool kept a clean sheet this morning against Everton, but that was their first one in a very long time. And mm. I'm still not convinced that their defense is back on track. So it's very hard to bench Almiron um, in a home game against Liverpool. But like, on the other hand, if I don't bench, yeah, I don't want to bench Luke Shaw again. I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I, I know for a fact that, James Madison is going to score. So, I mean, I should probably bench <laughs> Luke Shaw. I should probably double down on that. But anyway, I'm just going around in circles in my own head about what to do. Yeah, and I think from a, an FPL perspective, there'll be a lot of attention on that game, mostly to see how Liverpool back up after that Merseyside derby. So, yeah, Salah scoring this morning um, sort yep. of gets us all a little bit excited with that double coming up because, I mean, it's in, insane to think that we could head into a double game week with Liverpool having two fixtures and and not investing in someone like Mo Salah. Like it's just completely unheard of. And, you know, his, his ownership numbers are just, they've never been this low before. And, you know, yeah. maybe jumping on him. I mean, his ownership isn't going to go through the roof by the double. Like it would take a lot of investment from, from managers out there, but yeah. you know, it could be it, a handy differential. I think it might skyrocket. I think he might be one of those players that every single engaged manager ends up getting and kind of a bit like Bruno in the last double game week, like he pretty low owned before it and then yeah. very high owned after it. Um, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't score against Newcastle so that he can be a little bit more of a differential. I think if he scores against Newcastle and it's two and two, leading yeah. into a double, yeah, then it's, it's, all, over. it's yeah. all over. It's all over. Uh, people are going to be bringing him in. People are going to be captaining him. It'll be like more than a, a hundred EO. It'll be out of control. Yeah, we, we can um, we can also see if Trent gets another no assist um, in that game against Newcastle. So great, get me started. <laughs> Still Outrageous. can't believe that. Like, if if you're a Trent owner out there, I'm so sorry. Like, I have no idea how that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's yeah. mind boggling. The f- fantasy VAR is just as bad as real VAR. <laughs> it really is. It's shocking. It really is. Howard Webb behind the decisions there at FPL Towers yeah. as well as as the VAR. But, yeah, Man United, Leicester. So, 
Oof, free scoring Man United up against, you know, a leaky Leicester, but yeah, Leicester with some goals in them too. So Yep. All signs lead to a zero zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't no. know, man. Like this is what I'm thinking. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Do I play Luke Shaw and watch him, you know, concede two goals to, you know, Nacho and Madison? Um, <laughs> you know, in a five two win. I don't know. Um, these are all questions that we have to ask ourselves before the next deadline. We've got a few yes. days to think about it. Yeah, it might be some veggie headaches again. And then, yeah, the, the final fixture of Game Week 24 is Spurs-West Ham. So, yeah, Spurs after getting absolutely smacked by the Foxes the other day, looking to, to bounce back against West Ham. It's going to be a bit hard for Spurs. No, Benton Kerr's ruled out for the rest of the season and he's probably yep. going to miss the start of next season too. Like, he's, I think it's like a six- to eight-month injury he's picked up there. And, yep. yeah, I know Pedro Porro, he didn't really have the best of – of debuts there for Spurs, but yeah, that that Spurs side just looks so so wonky the other day. I mean, you got Tanganga mm. and Eric Dyer, and like Eric Dyer is good, but he he can also be very Eric Dyer a lot of the yeah. time. I think I think Romero needs to be there to stop him from going full Dyer. <laughs> um, so and then obviously you had um, you know you've got Perisic who. He's probably going to need to play literally every single game now as well. So they're in all sorts of trouble. No Larice in yeah, goal. No so old man Fraser Foster just trying to get down to the down to the corners with not much success. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let's see what happens uh, tomorrow morning. Spurs will be playing um, Milan in Milan in the Champions League. So um, that that should be a fun game to watch there. So um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and, and and West Ham. So I mean. Nothing too exciting from that game against Chelsea the other day. Nothing that really makes me think that there's there's something there I want to get involved in. But yeah, we'll just have to see if they can. You know, they might target a point here in this game, which which might they might be able to get. Yeah, I think that the only kind of from fantasy point of view, like that Emerson could be the next kind of Bueno Patterson like four that people. Kind of uses an as an enabler after the next wild card, yeah. Because um, it, yeah, he is starting to um, play a bit better and starting to nail down that spot. Um, and he's probably, yeah, he's probably uh, a lot. He's obviously more attacking than Bueno for about the same price, so he might become fantasy relevant later in the season. And um, you know, who knows if they get a good run of fixtures later on? Maybe Jared Bo- Jared Bowen will come back on people's radars. But yeah, for now. Um, yeah, we don't need to worry too much about West Ham from a fantasy point of view. Yeah, that's a good point there. But anyway, let's have a look at the big short segment where we look at all the transfer trends and look at who we should be buying, selling, and holding. And yeah, top transfers in this game week leading the line is Zhao Felix from Chelsea with you know 90,000 transfers in. Ivan Tony coming in second. Riyad Mahrez on the back of that, that points haul the other day and, and on penalties and... Yeah, um, Bakayo Saka still, you know, attracting more and more interest. And Ben Mee from Brentford rounding out the Ooh. top five transfers. And top transfers out, Almiron up the top there. He does have the flag at the moment, but on the back of, of those points the other day, it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, Cancelo still losing owners, which makes sense, seeing as he's in Germany now. It's something I have to do myself. And Martinelli, yeah, you know, another disappointing display from Martinelli, seeing him third there in the list. Mitrovic fourth, and yeah, Kevin De Bruyne rounding out the five. So, what's jumping out at you from those numbers? Oh, the thing that's jumping out at me is people are bringing in players that are going to blank in game week yeah. twenty-five. <laughs> that's what I was um, thinking. Yeah, but apart from that, it sort of all makes sense. You know, like the Almiron one makes sense because he's going to blank in twenty-five as well, but it doesn't gel with. Um, you know, players like Tony and, and Ben Me being brought in. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm, yeah, very interesting. And, yeah, like the Martinelli one makes sense because, yeah, he was hooked. Yep. At least he made 60 minutes this time. So that was a good thing. But, you know, Trossard coming off the bench and scoring, it's it sort yeah. of feels like when, not if, Trossard's going to start, going to get a start in the league. And I'm not sure if Pep will do it for the, the Man City game. It, uh, sorry, Pep, I, I mean... um. Arteta, because he's, Arteta, yeah. it's been a very consistent lineup basically all season. So he'll probably yeah. want to keep that going for the Man City game. But yeah, all signs lead to Trossard sort of working his way into that side very soon. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it would be very harsh to drop Martinelli um, in this, basically, like, this title six-pointer when he's been, you know, a huge part of them getting the um, getting to where they are up to now. So, mm. um, but, yeah, like, if, you know, if, if it's another situation where he goes off after 60 minutes and then Trossard, again, looks really good coming on, uh, then, yeah, Trossard might start the next one, that Villa game. I can see that happening, but I, but I am surprised that people are you know getting rid of Martinelli before this uh, Manchester City game even even happens. So, yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably being a bit um, trigger happy. Mm, yeah, things can can change very quickly. It just takes like one action. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of a, a risk there. But anyway, that's people going to do what they're going to do. But anyway, talking about what people are doing, Andrew, what are you thinking of doing for your side this game week? Um, I'm thinking of doing nothing. Um, hey. In fact, I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost hundred <laughs> percent sure I'm going to do nothing. Like, as I said, you know, I've got, um, I've got a pretty decent looking team for game week 24. I've even got a benching headache. So um, making a transfer now would just give me a, a bigger benching headache. I may yeah. as well get one more week of information and then have two free transfers going into the blank slash double game week 25. And I think there's probably going to be a lot of people out there that do the do a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I'm thinking of doing yeah. the same thing too. But yeah, especially with the doubles coming up in 25. So, you know, doing like another mini wildcard where, you know, take a hit, but make three transfers sort of looks like a powerful yeah. move. For, yeah. for those double game weeks, and yeah, with I mean the sides that we want to target, you know, in in twenty seven, like with Brentford and Brighton, and yeah, we're sort of going to want some transfers up our sleeve heading into those game weeks too. So, yeah, yeah. on paper, our sides look strong this game week, and unless something drastically happens in you know in Europe with the Champions League or with um with the Arsenal Man City game, yeah, I think I'll I'll be rolling too and and just putting out the same side. Yeah, I guess that is important that we, you know, we should point out that we're saying this before the Champions League games happen, before mm. the Arsenal Man City game happens. Yeah, like, pending. Obviously, bad. injuries could happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Asterisks. Yeah, asterisks. But uh, and now it's time for goodwill punting, where we look at a differential for the game week. So, um, Andrew, who have you plucked out of the differential hat this game week? Well, um, I was lucky enough to get into the spreadsheet first tonight. <laughs> I was <laughs> last, week, last week it was you who got in before me, and and you nabbed um, Grealish, who got that <laughs> um, who got that dodgy uh, assist on the, the <laughs> dodgy dive penalty. The pen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you get tripped and then go upwards, but anyway, um, <laughs> physics, man, physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I don't understand science. I'm sure it was legit. Um, <laughs> This week, I have gone for Jao Felix. Um, he just looks so good. He looks yeah. electric for Chelsea. He's getting heaps of chances. Um, and yeah, I mean, bef- when I when I chose him, I didn't... At, at the time that I chose him, um, Southampton didn't have a manager um, for the week. So part of the reasoning was that Southampton didn't have a manager, but they might end up having um, Jesse Marsh. But, you know, even so... Um, I don't know how much uh, Marsh can do in, you know, 24, 48 hours, however long he's going to have with the team before the game. So, yeah, it's a good home game. Um, and if you're really sick of Mitrovic, then, you know, it might be a nice little sideways punt Mitro to to Zhao Felix. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good move because, yeah, I mean, Zhao also has – Chelsea has that fixture in 25 as yep. well, which which is a big help too. And I, I think with the outlay that the, the club made, just to pay the massive loan fee to get him in. He's probably going to play every single game anyway. Um, no, he looks not... like their best player, like one of their best yeah. players. So, you know, regardless of fee, you know, he deserves to start, um, you know, every game at the moment, the way he's playing. Yeah, he looks so exciting. Yeah, and I, I'm sure the club will want to get value for money there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not one of those transfers that, you know, a lot of people will be making because they'll be keeping an eye on the doubles, Yep. and everything else. But, you know, if you take the doubles out of the equation, yeah, it would be a very popular pick. So I, I can definitely see the attraction there. And, yeah, I, I like it. If if others are thinking of going that way, I, I wouldn't begrudge them at all because I think Chelsea will click sooner or later. But, yep. yeah, yeah, Felix just looks like you know, just the way he he is on the ball and his movement, yeah, it's, it's something that Chelsea have really lacked and, and probably suits their style of play. So, yeah. Um, 
I do like it. And myself, I'm picking out Ruben Neves. So from Wolves, yeah, they look like they're on the up and yeah, they're playing Bournemouth this weekend. So tar- you know, Operation Target Bournemouth. Yeah, we we know that um Neves loves to have a long range shot and and on penalties too. So who knows? Maybe Wolves can add a few more goals. They've been scoring a few more goals of late. They, they struggled to actually find the net for most of the season, but yeah, yeah, I mean they put three past Liverpool last game week two, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, he's on pens, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if yeah, I know. I know there's not that many pens these days, but um, it's it's handy to have that as well in your locker. Yeah, that's well, that's what we thought about Harlan too, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Look, um, thank you for opening up that old wound. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just ruining your Valentine's Day again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. Oh, but but anyway, let's look at the captaincy options with O Captain, my captain, and, and Andrew. Who, you know. Is it Harland? Is it someone else? Yeah, look, I've got I've got Harland. Obviously, that's pending a lot of things, Asterix. pending fitness and everything. <laughs> yeah, but like I think that um, you know Harland against a Nottingham Forest team that's missing both of their central defenders, their first mm-hmm. choice central defenders, um, and yeah, it's hard to um, yeah, it's hard to go past that. Uh, we just need to sort of wrap our heads around how many minutes we think he's going to get. Uh, yeah, a lot of and that depends a lot on what happens. Um, you know, in this game against Arsenal and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'll put Haaland as my provisional uh, number one. I think Rashford is a really good option yeah. Um, as well if you want to go against Haaland. Obviously, Leicester, um, you call them leaky Leicester. <laughs> um, that is true, but it's also maybe they're not as leaky as they were a few weeks ago. Like, you know, I, I was only half joking when I said that Harry Sutar has made a big difference for them. I, I really think he has. Um, so I don't think that they're defensively as bad as they were before they had Sutar. Um, and then the third option, if you want to, um, yeah, if you want to go against Haaland, maybe Ivan Tony home to Crystal Palace. Like, can you really not see him scoring? Yeah, you're right. If I had Tony, I'd, you know, you could seriously consider it if Haaland doesn't come up for, for the, the Forest game. But yeah, yeah. this this Forest game for Haaland, I remember from earlier on in the season, it was, I think it was like a midweek round and we were all sort of questioning the minutes that Harlan was going to get. We thought he was going to get rotated and the club was going to ease him in because it was really early in the season. And then yeah. Harlan played and he scored a hat-trick <laughs> and it was terrifying because I didn't have him captain that game week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been rested very often, has he? No, no, he hasn't. If he's fit, he plays. Yeah, pretty much. They they just update his software every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You just gotta you just gotta leave the uh the laptop open while the updates download. <laughs> yeah, just have it plugged into the charger so it doesn't drain the battery. But um yeah, before we finish up, just a quick update on the FPL Signet podcast league. So Mira has retaken the lead off Stu at the moment. I mean, the the, the Randy Stu is still going. So her side, Alice in Wonderland, sitting top there on 1488 points there. So um, well done, Mira. Um, myself, I'm still sitting fifth, which I'm very relieved and very surprised about on the back of basically red arrows everywhere else. So um, yourself, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> um... You're still sending your love down the well all the way down to 31. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, after this Arsenal, um, Arsenal Man City game, it's a little bit, it's a little bit higher than that. We'll, we'll yeah. see how we go. Uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. But, um, yeah, manager of the game week is Rojas Fabian with his side, Rojas FC. So he's sitting on 83 points at the moment. So having a quick look at his side. De Gea for that double-digit haul, Luke Shaw, Stupinan, Mares, Almiron, Rashford, Tony. So, yeah, points everywhere in a week that was hard for points to, to come by. Yeah, Rojas has a lot of them. So, well done, Rojas. And I'm pretty sure I've read out your name before as manager of the game week. So, congratulations there. And, yeah, just a quick plug. So, Twitter and Insta is always at FPL Signet on both of those. And, yeah, make sure you please give... Andrew, a follow as well at FPL underscore point break, um, chatting all things FPL and Keanu Reeves slash 
point break so yeah get involved there and yeah just hit those like and subscribe buttons for the show and yeah love and seeing all the interaction on on twitter like the the show is getting a bit of momentum which is fantastic so yeah we 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 love chatting fpl with everyone out there so we really do appreciate all the support we get out there but um andrew hopefully this arsenal man city game results in a in a juicy green for you um i'll take even a tiny green i'll just take anything <laughs> take any just anything that that'll work for us so that that's always very handy so but but before we finish my friend only one thing left to say via con dios and let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green see you managers